0: Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk
1: about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Kanaus. Happy New Year and welcome to episode 13 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Will. And uh, here we are in the new year. Yay! Yay. 2016. Mm Mm-hmm. So far, so good. <laughs> Three <laughs> days in. <laughs> yes. So far, so good. Yes.
0: No complaints yet. So, I guess there's a positive. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I, do we want to save this till later? I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2015 in my personal opinion sucked. That's just my personal opinion. There were good things that happened in 2015, but overall, I think, you know, 2015 deserves a big, you know, thumbs down. That's my opinion. Okay. My opinion. Okay. I think we said that for a little bit. It can only,
1: hopefully, hopefully, it can only get better. So here's to 2016. Yes, here's to 2016. Um, and we'll talk about that some more when we get into the, because the, the crux of the show today is mostly goals for 16, but I think a little recap of 15 has to happen to kind of show where where yeah. the future goes. Okay. So, um, just some quick recaps of stuff that went down in the last week of uh, 2015. Uh, I submitted Make the Right Choice, or as you used to know it on this podcast, Break Away and Score. I got that turned in a day early, even. It was due New Year's Eve, and I turned it in on the 30th, which I was happy about. So why the title change at the last minute? Well, as it was going through beta, um, I had held on to the title of Breakaway and Score for a long time, because the hat-tricks books usually have some hockey sort of analogy kind of going on in their titles uh, to one kind or another. And I had picked Breakaway and Score because for... Leo and Matt, the story centers around them trying to break out of the life that they're living and essentially score their future. Made perfect sense to me. And then Will gets a hold of it and was like, you can't name it that. Or you should, I guess it wasn't a can't. It was more like you shouldn't name it that. Uh, would you like to explain why that was? Um, I wanted to
0: make sure that you were aware of the... Non-hockey double meaning. The title might connotate. (laughs) Sorry, can I can I use as many big words as possible? Sure. Um, So uh, the the problem I had was that the story itself um, isn't centered around hockey. Um, so while it is in fact a continuation of some of the characters and, you know, story that happened in the Hattrick series, it wasn't dependent upon the hockey theme. So, I mean, oh, I didn't feel holding on to the hockey analogy in the title was, uh, of great importance. Number two was the double meaning of breakaway and score, uh... As a hockey reference, and uh, uh, as you mentioned in the story, it does make sense, but if you haven't read the story, and you if you aren't familiar with hockey, I felt like breakaway and score could mean something else, i.e. breakaway could mean breaking up, and score could mean getting laid. So, yeah, you don't want to name your book, you know, Break Up and Get Laid. <laughs> because that isn't what the story is about so that was my main concern and we i don't feel either one of us is particularly good at coming up with titles coming up with titles is hard yeah it's a hard work it really is and we um tossed around a couple different you know lame ridiculous alternatives
1: until we finally settled on um I do like make can. the right choice. Yeah. Uh, it's a line that comes directly out of the book itself um, yeah. at a pivotal so, point in the story. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. And the book is a lot about making choices mm-hmm. and, and moving yeah, on. So it is. I'm comfortable with that. Uh, we'll talk a lot more about the book probably as it gets ready to come out in February. I don't have an exact date yet, but I know it's February. something. Cool. All right. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, some other bits of news. I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I think that uh, Hat Trick Three penalty shot had been nominated for the Goodreads 2015 MM Romance Group Awards as a best athlete and coach story. It also, right before voting, before nominations closed, rather, it also picked up best coming of age nomination, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty awesome. Uh, I don't, as I mentioned the first time, I don't know how I'd vote myself, simply because I'm up against. So many good books in the category, and a couple of my favorites from the year. Uh, "Him" by Serena Bowen and Ellie Kennedy is up in both categories. And uh, Simon vs. the Homo Sapien Agenda is up in Best Coming of Age, which was one of my top books of 2015 from last week. So, I don't know. I'm thrilled to be nominated. Um, I'm really happy that the hat-trick finale really resonated with some people who put it in for nomination. And we'll see how it turns out. The voting is open until January 15th, and you know that if you're already a member of the group, and only group members can vote. So get in there if you're not a member and see uh, what your favorites are and get them voted for. And I believe the winners are announced on the 17th. What is the voting process like on Goodreads? They put together a series of polls. So there are polls for each of the categories. So it's essentially just write in what you want. No, no. The nomination process is write in what you want. And then they take all of the nominations. And the nominations closed, I think, on either Christmas or the day after. Mm -hmm. And they take all the nominees and put them into the polls. And so then you go to the polls and you see all the nominations in the categories. And there's like 30-something categories. I and then you you pick one out of that. And some of them are quite large. Um, you could have up to 100 nominees in a category. And so they can get quite large. So, like, there's a, I'm up against a ton of books in Best Coming of Age. Mm-hmm. Best coach, coach Athlete is smaller. But I want to say there's still maybe 20 books in that category.
0: Now, see, I think... Uh... I don't know. I mean, because on the one hand, it's nice if your book is nominated and having a a large nomination pool gives you uh, a certain sense of validation as an author. But as someone who's voting, I think that's just, uh, I think a dearth of choices. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. An abundance of choices, not dearth. An abundance (laughs) of choices isn't very helpful at all. Because on the one hand, it may remind you of a certain book that you've read during the year that you may have liked and you know hadn't thought of until you were reminded about it. But seeing the the reason I bring this up is because uh, some website I was visiting had a year in poll, and I'm like, oh yay fun a poll I'll, I'll you know click on a few answers. And this stupid poll went on and on and on for pages and pages. And it had questions that were like uh, just so outside of my realm of interest. And it was like, I quit
1: a third of the way through. So, uh, I don't know. Having messed around (laughs) with the Goodreads, both as a voter and a nominee in the past, I like that there's... Such a num- I like the book. The number of books that get put in because then it's an opportunity to increase my TBR list. Like my my to read list needs to grow. True. Okay. But it lets me see other things that are like what I write or are like what I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't have to vote in all thirty categories. That's good. You can like there are certain genres of gay fiction that I'm just not familiar with. Yeah. I'm not going to try and vote in those categories mm-hmm. unless maybe I know the author personally and I'll go, oh, I know this person, Click. Yeah. I'll vote okay. for that. Um, there are areas like best MM author where it's a hundred names and you're like, oh my. <laughs> and how do I pick one of those? Yeah, that's uh, kind of bonkers. Um, but you know, I think it's good that some titles surface. You know, I certainly feel like it's visibility for Hat Trick because mm-hmm. I'm still not well-known. You know, I'm still building my career and building my audience. And to end up on these lists, if even if if it's just one or two people go, what is that penalty shot thing? I should go look at that. Yeah. That it, you know, might convert somebody who is unfamiliar into someone who wants to check it out. Uh, A couple other things. Uh, The 2015 Top 10 Gay Romance Anthology just came out today, actually, from JMS Books. Uh, And I'm... Quite honored to end up in there once again this year uh, for the Hat Trick Overtime Summer Camp short story. Uh, check that out. Uh, we'll link up to it in the show notes, and you could check that out and see some of the work from some other JMS authors who are also in that anthology. Uh, Prison Book Alliance also celebrated its second birthday over New Year's weekend. Which Happy, was birthday. Also... Happy birthday! Happy <laughs> birthday, Brandon and the Prison Team! <laughs> Uh, I was quite, Brandilyn kind of made me cry yesterday, and I will try not to do that on the podcast today, since I did you that last week. You can't cry on the podcast. Yes, I can. No. Uh, Brandilyn, uh, she's done, not only does she run this terrific site, she's reviewed some 800 books on the site in two years, which is just outstanding. I, yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, but she cited the Hattrick series as a standout series and one that more people need to read. Uh, which I was so honored by. She she had it in a tie. She couldn't pick just one book. She tied it with John Good's Tales from Foster High series, uh, which is in my TBR already. Uh, so thank you for that, Brendan. It really, it really meant a lot to get that. Uh, we'll link to the post, uh, their birthday post. They've got all their reviewers pick their top titles uh, from the two years, and there's a great giveaway going on over there as well. Uh, we do want to point out, uh, Eric Arvin's ongoing fundraiser that's happening for his uh, medical equipment mm-hmm. and equipment to help him live, you know, a a better life, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, that's going on through January 21st. Uh, we'll continue to link to it in the show notes. $25 contribution into his fund uh, sets you up in a raffle to win so many great prizes from so many authors there's a kindle paperwhite in there there's a lot of signed paperbacks signed series ebooks gift cards whole bunch of great stuff so we hope you will uh, take the time to check that out and make a donation if you can um i'll let you talk now cuz i've babbled on for a while
0: um yeah the the new new year has brought us a new set of series books as we have mentioned Several times before, uh, Dream Spinner Press has started releasing category romances. In the, Woohoo! And uh, their line is called Dream Spun Desires. We got ours a couple of days after Christmas, I guess. Yeah, it was either, something it was like the that. middle of last week. Something like that. Uh, and we both started reading them. Uh, books number one and number two came in the mail, and um,
1: we're enjoying them so far. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. I've, I've had I've, I'm a chunk into book two, um, Shira Anthony's First cut Marriage. And I'm uh, totally loving it. I mentioned my love of Harlequin movies back a couple episodes ago, and this is, this is like sitting down to read a nice little Harlequin romance, uh, not Harlequin, Hallmark romance movie. I'm just loving it. I'll talk more about that after I finish it. Okay. And you've got MJ's, I think. Yes, yeah. I do.
0: Yeah.
1: And... We didn't talk about this the last episode because we had Poppy on, but we love Star Wars. Star Wars is really good. I think I think you summed it up best after that after we got out of that movie that JJ Abrams had managed to make Star Wars fun again. Thank you, JJ Abrams, <laughs> for making Star Wars fun again. That's all that matters. <laughs> Frankly. That's yeah. all that matters. That's what's important. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I like that. Everything that's come up since, and by the way, we won't spoil anything, so don't worry. But if you're still tired of hearing about Star Wars, maybe skip ahead for a minute. Uh, I love that people are shipping Poe and Finn already. Mm -hmm. And we'll see how that turns out over the next couple installments. I think we have to wait until Memorial Day 2017 for the next, for episode eight. Um, But it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I felt like I was back there with... The 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 original trilogy being as good as it was. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Star Wars? Aren't you pretty pretty much run yourself out on that already?
0: Um, no, I you know, i I loved it to pieces. I'm totally shipping Poe and Fen. and um, it, this doesn't need to turn into a Star Wars show. Just no. Just know that it kicks ass, and if you haven't gone gone and see it, you know, go see it
1: because it's yeah. completely awesome. It's definitely worth the big screen experience. Yeah, most, um, most definitely. Don't know about 3D. We didn't do 3D, just to throw that in there. And I'm kind of glad we didn't, because there were some shots I think if we'd done 3D, I might have gotten s- motion sickness. Because <laughs> there were some of those shots with all the spaceships moving around. It's was like, woo! <laughs> okay,
0: now it is time to get to uh, last week's question of the week. Last week, our guest asked, uh, Poppy, she asked, what was your... Uh, Um, Favorite M.M. Romance with kids in it. Yeah. Yeah. Cute kids, specifically.
1: (laughs) Not angsty teens. No angsty teens. Um, I had given breakfast with Scott last week, uh, because it was one that I had, and I thought of it actually right after we'd interviewed her. But I left out one that I more recently read that I absolutely loved, which was Then Stars Fall by Brandon Witt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Travis uh, comes into his relationship with Wesley with three kids in tow. Uh, from a wife that had passed away, and the kids are adorable. I mean, they have their precocious moments, they have their bratty kid moments, um, but it's 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 what you consider kids of that age to be. And they mm-hmm. were there was a range. I don't remember the range exactly, but I think I want to say it was like kindergarten into maybe high school for one of them. There was an age range with the kids, so it was a nice little you know pattern. Uh, not a pattern, an array of, of ages that really made the story good. And each kid kind of had their own individual story and how it worked into the story of the budding relationship between Travis and Wesley, too, which was really good.
0: Yeah. Some of our listeners chimed in and mentioned um, some of their favorite romances with kids. Um, Nancy said that she enjoyed The Blinding Light by Renee Kay. It's about a blind chemist, Patrick Sanford, and his new housekeeper, Jake Manning jake is also raising his three younger sisters um lorraine uh, mentioned she enjoyed leather nights by patricia logan and fish fridays by reese ford um graham said that he enjoyed bear otter and the kid by tj clune um another one of his favorites is Shawn michaels manny series so uh, check those out if you
1: enjoy cute kids and your mm romance and you can see all the responses that we got um, over on the show notes page for this episode as well. Because there's probably got another half dozen over there. Cool. So now that 2015 is thankfully in the
0: past, we can all move on to 2016. Um, and here on the podcast, we're going to uh, wax philosophic about, <laughs> <laughs> about um, goals and... Um, uh, n- I don't. I I agree with people who don't uh, appreciate resolutions. I don't think resolutions is a particularly healthy way to look at um, whatever achievement-based system that you prefer for the new year. Uh, so I think shall we just get into it? Sure. This... I mean, I, I will
1: say that I agree with you on that. I I, I don't so much do resolutions Yeah. Um, for my personal growth, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know, certainly for the writing, and we'll get into this a little more, I have goals mm-hmm. that I set. But they're more what I consider business goals and not, quote, resolutions, if you will. Yeah. Well. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think there's a different kind of. In that mentality, because part of it's a business mentality, and then part of it's what you're trying to just get your personal self to do. Well, the th- I had a mental shift earlier, uh,
0: a, a couple of months ago, or, around November. I started, um, uh, I had a particularly rough November. I was kind of depressed, and there are a bunch of different reasons for that. Um, one of them was that I wasn't satisfied with. Um, how things were going in the uh, writing and, and business aspects of my life, and then I encountered um, a business. Ugh, I hate the word. I hate the word guru, but um, there's this guy named Todd Herman, and he uh, teaches. Um, he has this class called the 90 Day Year, and his main focus is business. Um, but his ideas and strategy can also use, can be used in, um, uh, personal, uh, goals and relationships and creative endeavors. Um, and a lot of what he taught in his free seminars, um, leading up to, um, uh, the big sales pitch for, um, his big class, which I did not take part of this year. Uh, number one, because it was crazy expensive, uh, no doubt worth every penny. Cause this guy is really super smart and I really dug everything he was talking about. Um, uh, but it was, uh, a little bit pricey and I don't think I'm really at the place, um, in my life or in our business where, um, that would be useful just yet. I definitely want to consider um, enrolling in in, uh, his classes uh, um, some other time Mm -hmm. because I think what he has to say uh, is very, very valuable. Anyway, um, what he was talking about um, really kind of tweet how I thought about um, setting goals. Um, First of all, he says, smart goals are stupid. Um, Anyone who has explored self-improvement in the last five years or so have heard of SMART goals. Um, uh, Just about everyone in the the field of self-improvement has their own take on SMART goals. And SMART is an acronym and it stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-bound. So when you're setting your goal, it's supposed to meet all these um, criteria. Um, he says that's stupid because, <laughs> and I tend to agree with him, because I have made uh, plenty of smart, quote-unquote, goals in my life, uh, and I have never achieved them. And the reason that you some people don't achieve them is because there's no... <sighs> there's no... Uh, there's no tactics involved in that model. I.e, you can uh, say you want to lose 40 pounds by your uh, high school reunion in six months and make sure that your goal has all of those things that it's you know specific and it's measurable and it's attainable. But if you don't think of how you're going to achieve that, it's all pointless. Uh, And I have failed at essentially every single one of my SMART goals that I've set myself over the years, which was why I was so depressed in November. So I finally came to the realization that SMART goals are, in fact, stupid, and they don't work for most people, and that most gurus who espouse um, those things are coming them from a different place than uh, I am. One of the things Todd Herman um, talks about uh, is a certain mindset. People either have a "wow" mindset or an "ow" mindset. Um, I think these terms are kind of ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> but in an esoteric way, it's um, essentially people who are, you know, glass half empty are glass half full. Um, I have an ow as an ouch an owl mindset in several areas of my life i was speaking to jeff in november and i felt um i felt like so many things and so many uh things that i wanted to achieve seemed impossible or so far away and i felt um genuinely broken um Because looking at where I am right now and what I want to achieve and uh, it's just those goals seem so far away, so insurmountable. The chasm between now and what I want is so huge and overwhelming, it's impossible to get started. You freeze up with, you know, fear and doubt and um, all that other great stuff. So, um... So I really, (laughs) um, uh, grooved to to that idea that there are, uh, different ways of looking at the challenges in your life. Now, um, you can have an "ow" mindset in certain areas of your life and you can have a wow mindset in other areas of your life. So for me specifically... Um, The only thing in my life that is not broken is my relationship with this guy right here. Um, I have a wow mindset when it comes to my relationship with Jeff. Um, A lot of relationship experts sometimes espouse the idea of um, relationships take work and it's all about compromise. And that always left me scratching my head. It's like, what in the hell are you talking about? Relationships aren't work it's just you know i like spending time with jeff he's the person in my life he's my husband you know i that's not work that's not work to me so i have a wow mindset uh in my relationships uh with this guy right here so i'm probably the very if you're having relationship problems i am the last person you're going to want (laughs) to ask For advice, because I'm like, there is no work to a relationship. You just do it, which is unfortunately a lot of the advice you get from uh, gurus taking this back to other other areas of you, your life that you might be struggling in. So say it's weight loss, or for me specifically, I want to write, but... Um, I find it really difficult. Facing the blank page is really, really hard for me. Um, it's not hard for you. So you might, since it's not hard for you, it's kind of hard for you to empathize. It's Your advice might be, well, just sit your butt in the chair and do it. And, you know, I mean, so that might work for you <laughs> in, your, in your wow mindset. I have an ow mindset and it's not that easy for me. So I think identifying how you approach certain things and certain situations in your life, uh, has, um, been very, very helpful for me. Um, so kudos and thumbs up to Todd Herman. Uh, that was kind of a light bulb moment for me and it's helped me plot out 2016 in a more realistic way. Now I still have some really big goals, uh, uh, I admit that I have a little manifesto that I have tacked up on my corkboard in my office uh, and the manifesto I have has some very big goals that I want to achieve and I still want to achieve them but what I'm going to do in 2016 is I want to um, explore more incremental changes that I'll get me to my larger goals in the future so it's essentially instead of just jumping into something like some people are are have the wow mindset and they're fearless and they just jump in with both feet and go ah and they're really into it and you know what that might work great for you but i'm you know in most areas of my life i'm not a jump in with both feet kind of person. I'm like a stick my toe in the water and and see what the temperature of the water is and then once I've ascertained that I'll like put my foot in and get up to my ankle and then my knees and then my waist and then I'll wade out a little further into the water. I uh, So I'm taking that approach this year. I've come up with a list of about, I think there are nine things on the list at the moment, uh, nine very small incremental changes I want to make to essentially my daily schedule. And if I do these nine small things every single day, they will uh, add up. And after a certain amount of time, maybe a couple of weeks or maybe um, every quarter, I can uh, look at um, what... These small small changes have accomplishments and how they've accrued into something bigger. Um, If they're working, great. If they're not, uh, I can change them and try and come up with something better. So that's how I'm going to attack my fitness goals, which has been a huge problem for me. Uh, And some of my writing and creativity goals uh, in the coming year. I plan on taking, you know, little incremental steps. This is also why I think NaNoWriMo has never worked for me. Mm. I think NaNoWriMo is sort of a jumping in with both feet kind of thing. Uh, and, And for me, sitting down on that first day... And facing the idea of fifty thousand words, which is you know a perfectly achievable goal, you know thousands of people do it every year, but that's not comforting to me. <laughs> that's still an incredibly big, overwhelming goal that I sit down to on that first day, uh, and that's always held me back and freaked me out. So I think smaller. Smaller Steps is the way to go in 2016. For me, anyway. How about you? Cool. <laughs> What's your plan? Yeah, it's...
1: I guess I'll start by... I've left you speechless. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of want to respond a little bit to some of what you said before I, I get into mine. Please I mean, do. I think, I think you're 100% right about the relationship. I mean, we've never worked... Worked... Air quotes. Very hard on the relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There have been few bumps over the years. Usually, if we're frustrated, we're frustrated at a situation and not ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like the 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 couple years leading to whether we were going to or not going to leave New York. Mm-hmm. We were frustrated about that situation, but it was never about us. Mm-mm. Yeah. It was more about what we wanted for ourselves and what we were going to do to get there. Exactly. Yeah. And that's even kind of what our business is, too, mm-hmm. as J&W Books and the authors who work for that company, if you will. Um, you know, we started that this time last year. Yeah. Um, with some goals, with the idea being that in, in, I think we were shooting for five years at the time, we'd be self-sustaining on writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it did not go as planned, uh, which is fine. We're going to adjust and move forward and do what we need to do to keep getting there eventually. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, as long as we're there by the time we retire, I think we're pretty good and I'd like to get there before that, but income and retirement is a really good way to look at it. Mm -hmm. And we're still a good 20 years from that for both of us. Um, I think one of the things that I... I guess it's a struggle sort of for me is figuring out how to help you and when to let you kind of just deal with it on your own or where I could step in and help. Cause I know over the years it's become clear that my approach and your approach are just different and they just are, mm-hmm. you know, and you're really good at supporting me when I'm stuck or going through whatever that might be blocking me up and going forward And hopefully, as you go go through this journey this year, you'll be able to coach me on how to help you. Because I know sometimes my help might be worse than just leaving you alone
0: too. Well, I think what I said earlier is is like we're both coming at it from a -hmm. different mind mindset. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's take sort of a sports analogy. As an analogy. You don't just. I, I know. Wow. What? what? <laughs> a sports analogy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you you don't you don't wake up on the first weekend of November, um, put on your running shoes and say, "Hey, I'm gonna run the New York Marathon today." Yeah, that's very you true. Do not do that. That is stupid. You train for a marathon. And that's the approach I'm going to try and take to this year. Because basically that's where I am with a lot of things. I'm kind of at zero. I'm nowhere near running a marathon in pretty much anything in my life at this <laughs> point. Um, so uh, I have to take it back to basics with essentially everything. With f- I've gotten so out of shape that I need to essentially start over from scratch. And I'm starting over from scratch with my writing as well mm-hmm. because jumping in with both feet with something like NaNoWriMo doesn't work for me personally. So I need to take, you know, little baby steps and I need to find my footing, uh, when it comes to, um, writing and creativity. And I need to do the same thing, unfortunately with, you know, fitness. I have to start pretty slow. Um,
1: cause yeah, I sure as hell can't run a marathon now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Neither can I, yeah, um fitness is is definitely one of my things too, um and i that's one that I probably have the ouch mentality in, um certainly more than the wow um it's a it's a part of the day that I hate spending the time on that I kind of need to spend the time on uh-huh. and we need to clean up our food is a is a big part of it. Uh, so we're working towards that. We, we had a much more positive shopping experience this week in terms of what we bought uh, and what we didn't. Um, I think looking back at 2015, the writing side of things was beyond kind of what I'd even hoped. Uh, I was looking back. I published seven times last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, between self-publishing, putting things out through publishers, and... Uh, doing a couple things that were off-plan totally. Uh, I threw a couple things in that I hadn't planned to do, which was great. You know, make make the right choice. But it's never supposed to get written uh, this year, but there was an opportunity to get that story out, and I took it. Uh, I went with it. Uh, one of my big fails last year was to hit my word count goals. I, had, I wanted to do 10,000 words a week. And... Especially in the front part of the year, I didn't know how to do 10,000 words a week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know how to do that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did it through NaNo, which is how I ended up with 70,000 words, because I was actually doing more than that. Yeah, uh, Started to do word sprints which was the best thing I'd done for myself, mm-hmm. where I could just sit and do 20 minutes is about 600 words for me, give or take, depending on how in the zone I can get in, in the moment. Uh, So that means I can do, you know, knock 2,000 words out in about an hour, within two hours between the 20-minute intervals and breaks uh, between them, Mm -hmm. which fits my time schedule in the morning really well before I start the day job. Where I fall apart on the word count goal and what I'm trying to find the balance in is writing new words while I'm editing a work. So, like, while I was editing... Mm -hmm make the right choice. I wasn't generating words on Codename Winger at the pace that I should have been. So I I need to more find the balance in editing versus writing.
0: Well, I think... hmm.
1: Well, okay, that's
0: actually... uh, Finding the balance is a nice way to look at it. I don't think you need to look at it as a fail... Excuse me. As a failure, um, because you're still finding your footing you're still relatively new at this and yeah. setting higher production goals is still a very new thing for you. So I don't think it's a failure at all. Um, I do think um, uh, you're still uh, taking your baby steps and kind of
1: learning how uh, it works for you. Yeah. And that's fair. I'll You're, you're it, refining your systems. To call it a fail is a little harsh and internally, I don't, quite take it that way, it's like I'm down on it or something. Yeah, I'm maintaining the 10,000 word goal Mm -hmm. for this year Yeah, and we'll see how it modifies. I know last year I did the math and I was at about I did 226,000 words last year Mm -hmm. and that translated to about 4,300 words a week so it'll be a win if I can up that this year to whatever the up is but 10 is still the optimal goal, I think Okay. (laughs) Uh, In terms of the writing this year, uh, I don't know if I'll publish seven times this year just because of what I'm trying to get out into the market and how I'm trying to get it out. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of my plans involve more publishers than self-pub, and so I'll be constrained to their publishing dates a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I've got four Codename Winger books plotted with high level plots excuse me and I, I know I want to get two if not three of those books written in this calendar year okay. and maybe the fourth yeah um, there's a hat, another hat trick spinoff that I want to write which actually has a fair number of words already written because they were cut from hat trick three uh, so there's a, I think I come into that with about 20,000 words in the book already mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not a bad thing to start with And there's some anthology calls out there as well that I kind of want to tackle through the year, plus some co-writing opportunities uh, that are floating around out there, some of which we talked about and some of which we haven't um, on the podcast before. So I I could easily see seven works getting produced this year. Whether or not they all see the light of day this year Mm -hmm. remains to be seen. I certainly start the year... With works coming out, because Make the Right Choice will come out, as will sound beginning uh, within the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to have something in front of people each quarter, if I can, to kind of keep visibility up. We'll see how that works itself out in terms of what I'm writing, because I'm really, I'm having such a good time with Winger, I really want it written and ready to roll out preferably as a series that you know you could pick up a new book every quarter mm-hmm. would be ideal yeah so I'm writing new stuff this year because the winger books are far different from anything I've done before because um, they're not romancy uh, there's a relationship in them but it's not really the focus of the book so that's kind of exciting you know and we'll see how all that turns out. Um, I can't do the last one because that relates to our question of the week. Uh, and I guess, you know, overall it's going to be continuing to find balance between the writing job and the day job Mm -hmm. because they're both, they're both important to, you know, the overall future of the household, if you will. Yeah. Because one pays the bills now and one's designed to pay the bills later. Indeed. And also the writing itself keeps me pretty fulfilled because I really have a good time with it. Mm Mm-hmm. and then, of course, the podcast gets to roll on as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think... We're not really ready to talk about where the podcast may go in 2016, but we've got some ideas that are brewing towards things that will happen later in the year. Uh, we're certainly not planning to go away, that's for sure. No. No, not at all. No. But...
0: Uh, we started a podcast in 2015. Yeah, we did. How crazy is that? I know, right? <laughs> and we've already done 13 S- episodes. Such a... Uh, uh, uh. I mean, that. we're sitting here talking, and we're doing it, and I can't even—I don't even know. Sometimes it's just as a bizarre
1: concept. It is, and you know, <laughs> we didn't talk about it. But also over <laughs> New Year's week, the podcast crept onto the homepage of iTunes Literature Category. Yay for us! And thanks to all of you who helped make that happen. To listen to us on and, iTunes. Yes, thank you to our listeners. Because that was a nice New Year's present for us. Yeah. To to find our little icon up there on that homepage. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's talk about goals that our 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 listeners may have Ooh, that'll that'll lead a little bit into more of our goals, yeah. for the year. So we want to ask you, the listener, do you set reading goals and and if you do, you know, what are your goals for 2016? Yeah,
0: I had a it wasn't a set in stone goal for 2015. Uh, I just had sort of a vague thought. I wanted to shoot for about um, 52 books, uh, roughly a book a week in 2015. And um, at last count, I got to 49. I read 49 books last year. Good job. So that was pretty darn good, and I'm pretty happy with that. Um, If I was going to set a goal for reading in 2016, I would like to keep on that same similar pace um but i would really like to um i'd like to split between fiction and non-fiction to be more even uh i think i spoke about this uh in a previous episode that the the split between what i've been reading is roughly 70 30 in favor of nonfiction, and i think in 2016 i'd like it to be uh more 50 50. So, yeah, I'd like to get my hands on more fiction.
1: I think that will happen if only because of the Fun books.
0: I'm going to be reading
1: a whole lot of category romance <laughs> that, next that's, year. That's my guess, since we're on the <laughs> subscription model. Yeah, and so what, what about you? Uh, doing the math, it looks like I did about 25 books last year. Mm-hmm. And I have to kind of quantify that with an ish. I keep most of my logging in Goodreads. But the trick there was I baited at least three things yeah. that I can think of off the top of my head that obviously I can't log into Goodreads because the actual books aren't out yet. Yeah. So it's somewhere between 25 and 30 Okay, is, is kind of where I think it landed. I know there's 25 books on Goodreads for sure that I read between fiction and nonfiction, and most of them for me were fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like... The, the, the thing I plugged into Goodreads for the first time ever I actually plugged this into Goodreads in their little uh challenge box because they've got one of those uh, at the top of the year I'm saying 40. I've, I know I want to read more I there was a, a lot of time last year where I was just not reading or my reading was entertainment weekly <laughs> which doesn't really count um I'd like we all know entertainment weekly
0: does not count <laughs>
1: I want to, uh, if, I, I have a tendency to go to sleep with the Big Bang Theory most nights. Mm-hmm. Or or HGTV or Food Network or something. And I want to at least get myself to the sleepy point reading a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not a magazine, a true book. Okay. So that's kind of the, will help me read more if I spend the time laying down Headed to sleep, reading instead of just watching a Big Bang episode for the gajillionth time. Yeah, unless there are certain special episodes, <laughs> I just have to watch over again. Uh, so that's kind of my plan. So let us know what your plans are for 2016. A, you know, do you set reading goals for yourself? Because that, you know, we want to know the answer to that. <laughs> and if so, or yeah. are you one of those hippies who just read whatever you feel like? <laughs> and if you do set a goal. <laughs> What, what is your goal for the number of books uh, in 2016? I will say I'm, I'm just I'm stand, uh, just amazed by some of what I've seen in Goodreads with my friends who are also in Goodreads and have set up the challenge mm-hmm. with hundreds of books. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wish I had that ability to just read that number of books because that would be kind of fun.
0: You know, I've seen some, um, uh, some cer- certain posts in social media about uh, reading challenges. For the upcoming year, and there's like a list of 25 um, things. It's like you have to read. I, I don't even. I didn't even know. Some of it is, sounds so unappealing to me personally. Like you have to read. Uh, I can't even come up with anything off the top of my head.
1: I, I kind of know what you're talking about though, because I see these every now and then in in right? the MM group where it's like. The challenge is to read this many books that are set in states that start with D. And oh, this yeah. Many books that... A book set in every state. I'm like, what?
0: Why would I? Well, I don't
1: I... even know how I'd find those. Because <laughs> 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 I don't know that Amazon cross references that way. Yeah, I was like, um.
0: Yeah. But I like the idea. I, I don't like the uh, idea. I, yeah. I just want, I'm shooting for a specific number and then a split
1: between. Yeah.
0: Fiction, and mean. I'm just
1: shooting for a number just to read more. Yeah. Uh, so cool. So if you want to answer that question, uh, you can tell us any number of ways. You can tweet us at Big Gay Fiction. You can leave a comment on this episode's entry on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Big Gay Fiction Podcast. You can also leave it in the comments for this episode or on YouTube. And, of course, you can also email it to us at Jeff and Will at biggayfictionpodcast.com. And if you're writing, do feel free to suggest a question to us. Because we are taking nominations for questions uh, for the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. Next week, exciting thing coming up, we talked to Sarah York. Mm-hmm. I actually recorded that interview yesterday with her. And we'll find out uh, But the story she put out at the end of last year, which was a great little uh, Christmas story that had a lot more going on in it besides Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly relevant here in the new year. As well as what her plans are for 2016 and her writings and some other good stuff. So look for that next week. Yeah, that sounds like fun. So remember, everyone, you can subscribe to the podcast
0: on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and YouTube. We'd also love reviews on any of those channels. Please, please, please. We would love reviews. Or even just a, a simple little click on a star rating. Yes. We love those too. We'll take what we can get there. <laughs> and you can leave comments on any of the pla- any of those uh, places as as well as our website at BigGayFictionPodcast.com, where you can also sign up for our monthly newsletter.
1: And of course we love emails too, and you can send those to Jeff and Will at BigGayFictionPodcast.com. So that does it. Our first episode of 2016 is in the can. BAM <laughs> Or or <laughs> or sw- swish or what oh, i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know that bam all that, all that made me think of was um that that coal elf from Tried, from oh uh, yeah yeah from prep and landing yeah <laughs> trying
0: trying so desperately to be cool in 2016 and, and failing miserably
1: that's That's me. Okay. That could be one of your little incremental goals for this year, to become more (laughs) cool. Be cooler! One week at (laughs) a time! Okay, so we're going to go now before we break into more silliness. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye guys. Thank you for listening to Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction
0: Podcast. For detailed show notes, go to biggayfictionpodcast.com.